Hey Rainy Day Diary listeners, I have super exciting news. For the last few years, I've worked on a book called Find Your Rainbow for Girls, and it is officially out for pre-order. It's a book about celebrating differences, it offers practical friendship tips, overflowing with inspirational takeaways, and so many activities for girls of all ages. You can find the book at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. I am so excited this book is finally going to be in this world, and I know your girls are going to love it. Lastly, you can find more information at JenniferLynn.com slash new book. Okay, now back to the show. Hello, and welcome to Rainy Day Diaries, an imperfect podcast that will dive headfirst into how you can thrive in your creative life and business, even if you struggle with mental wellness. I am your host, Jennifer Lynn, and as a longtime struggler of anxiety and depression myself, I hope this podcast will help you realize that you could still get stuff done when you deal with all these crazy things on a daily basis, that you're not alone, and that falling down does not mean you won't get back up again. I thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you have any suggestions or questions or topics you'd love to hear about, please email me at jenniferlynn at gmail.com. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Today is episode is about following the shoulds instead of the wants, or really following the wants instead of the shoulds. (laughs) So adulting is a difficult road. Sometimes it's actually kind of sucky, and often you never know what the crap you're doing. (laughs) And I remember my first realization when my mom told me, I've never had a 20-year-old. I don't know what I'm doing. And it was a realization that was like, oh crap, if my parents don't know what they're doing, then how am I supposed to know what I'm doing? Because they're supposed to be the grown-ups and I'm supposed to be the kid. So that was quite the wake-up call. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I was raised to work for yourself and by nine I started making jewelry. I had a jewelry business. By the time I was 15, I had my own business cards and I was doing shows and I was selling it to everyone (laughs) that would let me talk to them. I was a born salesperson And I was born with a drive, probably because of my family. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I was an extrovert. It just means that I'm good at selling things. I don't know. I'm better behind a table than in front of a table. (laughs) But what happens when that drive overtakes your life is that sometimes it takes priority over real priorities, like sleeping By the time I was in my 20s, I had two full-time jobs and I was working on my jewelry business still. And I thought, well, you're not supposed to sleep. You're supposed to work a day job and a night job and you're supposed to work on your business all throughout the night until it's successful and you can, you know, just have that business. And it was so unhealthy. It's funny because there's this app called Time Hop and literally everything that comes up from like eight or 10 years ago or whatever was like severely underrested Jen <laughs> because she thought she literally always had to work. And I would force myself to work through being sick. And it's incredibly unhealthy and I don't recommend it. Having a drive is good. Driving yourself to death is bad, <laughs> especially in your 20s. <laughs> but what happens when that drive goes away? Or the path that you think you should be on isn't the path you really want to be on. Do you go your own way? Do you follow it? What happens if you're in school for years and realize, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be a teacher. Or you're on a specific path and you're like, whoa, this doesn't feel right. And you're waking up every day and you feel like something's wrong or like, and you don't know what to do because often you've invested a lot of time 
and sometimes a lot of money, if it's education, in a specific thing. So it's extremely difficult to just kind of veer left if you've spent so much money on school and you're like, wow, this is the wrong path. In some cases, it might be easier to be like, well, this is what I picked, so too bad, and then keep going. But ultimately, that will lead to a less healthy life because life is long, but life is short. So you kind of want to make sure you're, the choices you make are the best ones you can make to make you the happiest. And not in a selfish, be the happiest you can be, like it's all about you, but more like a job is something you do every day. It's draining. Even if you love it, it's extremely draining. And the more you can love it, the better your life potentially could be. <laughs> so it's a hard decision. When I first started my business uh, wholesale, when I was starting it with jewelry, there was no Etsy and there was no social media. So it was an interesting way of pitching yourself. And so you read business books. There was really, the internet wasn't a big thing yet. There weren't classes or anything. And um, you created line sheets and you literally sent them in the mail to people. And every blue moon, you might get a rejection back, but most likely you'll never hear back anything. And you did the best you can and you were the company. And now it's so different. You email people things and you get very quick rejections, which has pros and cons. There's ways to sell things online that never would have happened 10 years ago or 12 years ago. And so in some cases, it's really great. And in some cases, it's really disheartening because you're literally, your eyes are on everyone else. So you can go through periods of time thinking, I didn't do enough. I didn't do this, 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 this. Look, this illustrator did this. This lawyer did this. This doctor already has these rounds at this hospital. Like I am behind, I'm a failure. I didn't do enough. And it's so hard to fall into that trap, but it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Realistically, you can't compare your path to anybody else's. And what worked for Sally and Frank and Harold might not even work for you or might not even be the specific path you're supposed to go on, even if you have the same career. And so for me personally, I think I followed this artist path enough in the right way is maybe not perfect, but there's no perfect. But just because you follow something perfectly doesn't mean it's going to go well or it's genuinely where you're meant to be. And so as far as an artist living goes, I think I'm pretty well versed. You have a brand, check. You have a body of artwork, check. And you pitch potential collaborators and you do a trade show to get exposure, to meet people, check, check, check. And these things didn't necessarily all have to happen. But at the time that I did all these things, they felt like they were going to help me grow my business or they were the places I wanted to go. But really, they were the places and things I think I was supposed to do. I should do these things. And so even though they sometimes they were what I wanted to do, in theory, it sounds so cool that your stuff can end up in all these places and your work can end up in all these products. But in the back of my mind, they weren't what I wanted to do, they were what I felt I needed to do in order to be a successful business. And for some people, and for some cases they are, for deep down for me, that's not really what I wanted. I wanted to be successful and I wanted to help support my family. And just like I said earlier, the, sometimes the thoughts of having my work around the world and in stores is really amazing. 
But honestly, when I think about it wholly, I didn't necessarily want that. I wanted to encourage others. That like ultimately, having a greeting card in a store is great, especially if it helps you support your family and it brings in some money. But that's not. It didn't encourage others necessarily in the way I wanted to do it. And so sometimes you have to sit back and you have to take a moment. And a moment doesn't necessarily mean like this very second. It could be a week or a month or a year. Sometimes it takes a long time to really sit back and evaluate what you want and make the hard choices to do those things, even if you don't know the outcome. Yes, I didn't know the outcome of a trade show when I did it a few years ago. Realistically, it was a little tiny checkbox of the right decision, quote unquote. So while I was doing that and the thoughts of writing a book came into my head, they didn't align because you're not supposed to write a book to get your work in random places. <laughs> but at the time, I was doing this trade show, and be- well, before I was doing this trade show, I really thought I should write a book. That's how I'm going to help people. <laughs> and so they they were unaligned, the two, like the, the shoulds and the wants. <laughs> so I have a book called How Being Stubborn and Depressed and Unpopular Saved My Life. It's basically the book... I wish I had growing up while struggling with body image and friendship, believing in myself, etc. And I never found it in bookstores. And even as an adult, I would literally go around bookstores in New York and I would ask the booksellers, what do you have for someone struggling that's about to graduate middle middle school or high school? And they would offer me, no joke, Dr. Seuss or poetry. And in the past, I was given a lot of very, quote unquote, optimistic gift books and uh, none of those would have been helpful, and some of them still not will not be helpful if you're going through a hard time. If you're seriously going through a hard time, you don't need to hear, like, see a, an image with balloons saying, it's going to be better, because in that moment, it's not going to be better. You need something more real and honest. And so my goal when I made my book was to do a vulnerably and somewhat humorous, honest book, where it meets people where they are, where it kind of feels like I'm talking to you. And I remember sitting in my tiny work nook. I have to say nook in my apartment in New York because our apartment was very small. <laughs> and I remember crying one day because I was struggling yet again with how I felt about my body. Yay, body dysmorphia. A topic for another day, I'm sure. And I remember cranking out a drawing of a little lovely girl, which is what I call my girls when I have them in my doodles, and some words to encourage the girl on the page about her body. And I remember sitting there thinking, this would be the start of the book I would want to make. This would be the start of a book I would want to receive. And so at the time, I had a few coaching sessions with uh, the When I Grew Up coach, Michelle Ward. And luckily for me, that actual afternoon, I had a call with her, which was kind of amazing. And she said something to me that was like a revelation I told her about this page and she said something important. She said, would you be happy if you were making tons of money selling birthday cards? And since money is one of the lines in my head that keeps repeating, you're a failure, you're a failure, like you're not making enough money in your business, you're not enough. And so this question was like so relevant to me and the answer was no, I wouldn't be happy sitting on the floor making birthday cards. And the funny thing is, even still to this day, even though I still make greeting cards occasionally, the book is like 
of so much more value to me, even if that wasn't a giant moneymaker or even if it's not like a big chunk of my income. And when she asked me that, I'm like, I need to make this book. And just like that, with this podcast, it's the same. I threw something on the internet and said, this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm going to keep myself accountable. And that's literally when I made the book and when I did this podcast, so I couldn't back down. (laughs) I told the internet, this is what I'm doing and hoped it would happen. (laughs) So it's hard to know what potentially should be done uh, to have a successful career. And it's even harder to force yourself to do certain things because you think that's the road you're supposed to take. It was hard making birthday cards when I didn't want to make birthday cards, but I thought I was supposed to. It's hard when you see people doing the same thing, like making birthday cards, but they're making it. And you know they're making it based on their sales and the stores they're in and the money they're creating for their family. And it's hard when some people aren't even making the birthday cards, but you could still tell they're making it. (laughs) And so it makes you think, what am I doing? Why am I working so hard? And why am I working so hard at something I don't even love and it's not even working? And so listening to yourself, like really, really, really listening and knowing what you do and do not want to do is very helpful because even if you were swimming in buckets of money or you had the perfect job or you were living your dream life, if it's not ultimately what you deeply want to do, it won't be fulfilling. No matter how many checklists you tick off, No matter how many Instagram squares you fill with your perfect life, if that's not really where you want to be or who you want to be, then there needs to be like (laughs) movement in another direction. And I hope you take time today to sit and ponder where you want to be and what you truly want to be doing and the person you truly want to be. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing like writing a book. It could be just reading more books or making a birdhouse, or cooking a little healthier, or it could be anything. It could, it's that little voice inside you that guides you to tell you how to make your life better. And I truly think that you'll thank yourself if you really, really listen to it. And I know life is busy, and life is hard, and it doesn't always work this way. But life is also really long and really short. And if you make little shifts to make your life more fulfilling and better... And it's not a selfish thing. Like, little things make life better. It's 100% true. (laughs) So little shifts to make your life better will make your life so much more fulfilling. And I hope this podcast helped you, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you liked the episode, please subscribe or even better, leave a review. It makes iTunes really happy and hopefully makes them share this podcast with other people, which would make me really happy. If you have any ideas for topics to cover or for people you'd like me to interview, please email me. My email address is in the show notes. And thank you again. Have a great day.